this is the time of year where we reflect, where we plan the upcoming year, where we just get ready for whatever is next, as well as look back on what we've had in the past or what we've done in the past. These last few episodes on our way to the 50th Ranting Through Life episode have been so fun. This upcoming episode isn't an episode that I think you guys have heard before because it is an episode that I recorded while I was batching episodes and I always had something else to say or another episode in the way and the editing was weird from when I, before I realized how to edit and cut out some stuff. So I finally edited the episode and I was listening to it and I'm actually very excited that I didn't post it sooner and I did get the opportunity to post it now because somewhere in the episode I end up talking about what's this all about and I think it's really fun to to know that I wrote or you know wrote and and did this episode and outlined this episode over a year ago and it still rings true now and let's go What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to Ranting Through Life, where we motivate the creative soul. Not only do we share our creative experiences here, we analyze other creatives. Not only real creatives, but also the fictional ones. I'm your host, multifaceted creative, Janu Alisa. Today, we are going to talk about a very important creative relationship. The creative and their audience. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so the creative and their audience, I, I'm i going to say is actually probably the most, one of the most important. I was going to say most, but honestly, the, the most important thing comes with the creative and their self. And, and we'll talk about it in, an, in another episode, but let's talk about how that ties into the creative and their audience. Recently, I had, I have a creative friend that, I was talking to and they were talking about like different politics and and stuff like that and and they were saying like when they post like their art on their their Instagram or if they post politics um they don't they don't get as much like likes or attention as when they they post a selfie or like a a swimsuit picture or, or something like that and they're also a multifaceted creative as well and so they're like and then when I post my, like, because they do visual art, um, but came from a long career of, of performing arts. So they were talking about how, and, and maybe we'll have her on the show, but so I don't want to, I don't want to give up, like, who she is yet. But they were talking about how everyone ignores the, the new stuff that she's working on and, and just expects her to do the old stuff or don't, don't get it, like, when it comes to, like, how the her activism ties into her creativeness or anything like that and i told her i'm sorry there's there's noise outside i my studio's a little louder today um but she was talking about how i was telling her how well that's 
that's not really your audience. Like it, it seems like it, you want it to be, but honestly, your audience isn't necessarily all the people that are going to be on your Instagram. It, it's not ne- like it's not necessarily that's your audience. That's your Instagram audience for sure, but that's not necessarily your creative audience. And especially as a as multifaceted creatives, we learn that for each aspect of our creative careers and lives, our audience isn't always going to be the same person. Someone could really love me as an an actress, right? But hate my podcast. Or someone could really love my podcast and and hate my visual art or, or something like that. And I was kind of telling her that too. And I was like, yeah, like, honestly, like, not not everyone's going to love all of you in in the same way. And then you're also going to have to deal with spectators too, which are people who, who kind of watch you just to see you fail. Like they're, they're entertained. Sure. But there are plenty of people that seem like they're like a part of your audience or, or maybe your fan or, or maybe they're like, you, you think they're listening because they're there but the spectator is there to wait for the downfall. Example that I'm going to use is Beyonce. There's a lot of people who are part of, you know, the beehive and like Bay's queen and, and that kind of stuff. But then you have the complete opposite that no matter what Beyonce does, they're like, I mean, she's she's not that good or she's not da 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 da. And I'm not even like, I'm not a part of the beehive or like a a huge fan, but I'm definitely, when I think of like artists and their work ethic and like, she also is a a multifaceted creative and entrepreneur and all this kind of stuff. And that's impressive in itself, whether you, you like her art or anything like that, you got to respect her. I mean, I guess you don't have to anything, but but you should <laughs> respect her her drive and her her focus and just the kind of way that she gets down to business. I'm sure you know in Destiny's Child in the beginning of her career as like a kid and stuff, or a lot younger, she was influenced by the record labors would tell her or different like marketing stuff. And you know, over the last twenty plus years, she's developed her own marketing tra- strategies, and she's been able to take back her voice from the spectators and our audience has spectators in it but they're not they're not ours they're not our audience they're not there to see our voice you can't cater to the spectators you have to speak true to your creative soul and speak out through your creative soul and then you're going to get a wide mix of the audience that you are speaking to you you can't pay attention to the to the numbers you can i mean you can but it's daunting so if you're feeling like you're losing something by trying to create something for someone that's not really yours like beyonce doesn't cater to the naysayers and you can't either and and yeah so that's that's important for, for you to just think about and that's that's the little that's the little hack just separate separate the the spectators from from your audience like just 
they're they're in there, you know, the spectators are in there, but just just kind of like don't think about that. You know, go for feeding your creative soul and the people that's supposed to reach, it will definitely reach. On that subject and and through through the show, we're also not only like I said in the beginning talking about ourselves or the creatives like Beyonce and and stuff like that and and the celebrity creatives we're gonna talk about fictional creatives okay so for this week there there are very there's two very important creatives that I think are very important to to think about as we're we're trying to find the difference between between our audience and the spectators and and just how to to make sure not to lose our voice to to the spectators. I'm I'm hoping this is good ones for the for the week. They were the ones that popped into my head for this specific subject. But let's start with Josie and the Pussycats. They are you've ever seen them or or if you've ever seen the movie or read the comics, they are a awesome girl group and in the movie yeah, they're like, you know, teenage girl group or maybe a little older than teenagers, but I swear they're teenagers. And in the movie, spoiler alert, although if you haven't seen Joyce and the Pussycats movie, shame on you. But in the movie, they let someone else control their audience and then they fell victim to subliminal messaging being leaked through their music. And so, yeah, they had all these fans, but the fan or the fans were created by this the subliminal messaging that was coming through their their music, and then spoiler alert again the that tie gets severed, and they still do get to keep like a lot of their audience, but they also end up in in a crazy thing that disconnects from their creative soul because of subliminal messages that are getting leaked to them and the ego getting in the way and their friendship kind of severs and gets back together. And all of that was because they let someone else control their voice because they were still, they were still creating their music. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't like in Cheetah Girls (laughs) where, where someone else was trying to change their, their whole voice and image and stuff that but it wasn't it wasn't like that it was literally like someone literally controlled their audience so at a point everyone was kind of a spectator because they were just told to that they liked this and they were selling stuff through their stuff and they're like had to go through that and so Josie and Pussycats are the fictional creatives of the week along with on a different on a different but similar kind of thing of Brian Griffin from Family Guy. Brian Griffin from Family Guy doesn't really have an audience, but it's kind of his fault in a way because it's he's so focused on what's going to make me famous or what's like his ego is the thing that drives his his very dark creative soul. Like his his he he might be a really talented creative but he's not thinking with his his creative voice he's more thinks with his ego like there's the the episode where they finally he releases his book and no one buys it 
and it's it's not for poor marketing. It's he let his ego get in the in the way for that one. Um, because I know plenty of us that are like, no one bought my book either. Uh, but <laughs> instead of it being like, oh, of course not, because I kind of wrote it like for me or something like that. He kind of like blames the lack of audience on everything else. He doesn't. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what his his books are about, but he's kind of pretentious and snooty about it. Like, instead of like like humbling himself to even the the experiences that he he does get, and instead of like when he wrote the the really good script or the the script that got that bought, he lets them change all of it based on whatever. Like, to change some things is is important, but like to to you know for perspective purposes. But then it turns from some sentimental beauty to a sitcom that's like something. And because he was so busy, worried about fame, he kind of loses that. He He's busy with his ego to have like an actual audience that's paying attention to him. And I'm going to just take a little tip from the theater world. Technically, theater is one performer and one audience member. So kind of think about that as you as you create. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be fame as long as you're feeding, you know, your soul and and touching someone else's creative soul in in some some way is very important. And yeah, I guess it's cool, like, the more people you get out to, but honestly, it's that, it's that one other person that you're feeding, and, like, if you're a visual artist, that, that one person, you know, gets your piece, and they're, they're stuck on it because of whatever it says to them. If we just start by, by thinking of our creative audience as how we think in the theater world, as our as our as what theater is or 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 what a show is it's one performer one audience so one creator and t- just look to touch that that one soul with your voice and i'm i'm not just talking about like your speaking voice but just your creative voice cuz you know there's plenty of visual artists out there and and their art comes in so many different forms so with with that being said, I'm going to leave you with a... Um, like I, I've told you guys, my name is Janelle, which in my mom's dialect means the beholder. And so I want to take that and leave you with a quote of, you are the beholder of your creative soul. So you, you're the, you're the Janelle, <laughs> but I'm the only Janelle. Um, but yeah, you're the beholder of your creative soul. And, um, the last, at least year I've been for sure learning that and, and ranting about it, but like, but it had no like point in my first show. And, and I just, I want you creatives out there to know that you are not alone. I'm here with you. Other creatives are with you and creatives save the world. And throughout the show, we're, we're going to definitely get into how. But I just, I want you to know and, and start with, 
not worrying so much about not not worrying about the audience the audience that you need is there and as long as you're as long as you're being genuine and true with your creativity you're going to get a genuine and true audience and yes you're you're going to get the spectators you're going to get the haters but they're not the important ones i i know it's so hard because you'll you'll see people and different creatives talk about like yeah like everyone i was getting all these good reviews and then they get stuck on that one bad review it's like it's like they got 50 great reviews and then there's that one person that's like eh and that's the one that sticks in your head but but that that's not what you should feed your creative soul with you you need to feed your creative soul be your own audience for a second for first and then just try to touch that one person and and then it all just kind of will tie together in in feeding your creative soul Thank you for joining us today on Ranting Through Life, Life Hacks for the Creative Soul. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget you can support us by following, rating, reviewing wherever you're listening. And you can also support us in a monetary way by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Januelisa. That's buymeacoffee.com slash J-H-O-N-U-A-L-I-C-I-A and supporting the show in that monetary way. As always, you are the beholder of your creative soul.